In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Approximately a dozen or more, what what clearly sounded like assault rifle uh, gunshots go off. Mayor John Fetterman says he rushed his son inside, called 911, and took off in his truck after a masked man in black he saw running. But Chris Mayeres, the man Fetterman confronted, turns out to be an innocent jogger who police say had no weapon. There wasn't any assault rifle shots. It was bottle rockets behind the library. Mayor Fetterman did have a weapon. A 20-gauge shotgun uh, in, in the, under the back seat of my truck, which I pulled out and I, I showed to just say, look, we're going to wait here and we're going to get this all sorted out when the police arrive. Mieres and the mayor tell very different stories. He says Fetterman followed me into North Braddock and pulled a shotgun and aimed it at my chest. Did you point the shotgun at him? No, I did not. I pointed it, you know, a way so uh, that he would see that I was armed, but I did not point it at him. In fact, I didn't even have a round chambered or the, uh, remove the safety at that point. For both men, it was frightening. North Braddock's police chief says his officers tell him the shotgun incident was over when they arrived. Mieres says that's not true. The police tried to laugh it off. I mean, there's a mayor with a shotgun and six other cops surrounded me. What else can I do but this? I believe I did the right thing, but I may have broken the law during the course of it. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly not above the law if, if, if I did. But what I did, I did in a split second in a, out of uh, concern as the father and, and the mayor. He's trying to make it like it's okay. He's trying to justify what he did. Ladies and gentlemen, that was, uh, that was John Fetterman, who is now running for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. In 2013, 
when he was a mayor. It amazes me how people like John Fetterman and people like Bernie Sanders up here in Vermont. It's a, it, it amazes me how these losers can actually ever become a mayor of any town. It amazes me. But that was back in 2013, and I think the world has forgotten about that. I have not seen Dr. Oz bring this up, although I would. Although I would, especially if my opponent, John Fetterman, was continuously and constantly virtue signaling to the black and brown community by calling Republicans racist and we don't care about housing and all this, that, and the other while he owns eight properties worth dog crap. I bet you, I'll bet you nobody out there is remembering and looking back through somebody's history to vet them properly because if they did, then this would be at the top of Oz's campaign. 2013, when he could actually speak a full coherent sentence, he chased an unarmed black man who was shooting off bottle rockets with a 20-gauge rifle and pointed it at his chest in a different town than he was the mayor of. Isn't that weird? I probably broke the law in the process, he said. Now, believe it or not, MSNBC actually pressed him on this in April of this year. In April of this year, MSNBC literally pressed him on this. And I want you to see what he said. Let's go to this video. We got a side-by-side of this. Let's go to this video. I want you to see what he said when he was pressed on this by NBC, MSNBC, of all places. Check this out. Say that you were the chief law enforcement officer in Braddock, but at that point, hadn't you um, ceded the administration of the police to no. the police chief at that no, point? That's that's not true. And you can look up at the Common Court ruling in in mayors in Pennsylvania, chief law enforcement officer. That's that's the mayor. You're in exp- express control of the police department. So and, looking back at looking back at what happened, did you make a mistake that day? Uh, it's not something that I, I uh, uh, an incident that hold I up, ever. Hold up, hold up, First you know, of all, of... first of all, it wasn't a mistake. He didn't make a mistake that day, okay? It wasn't a mistake that he made that day. That's John Fetterman. That's John Fetterman chasing an unarmed black man down the street with a rifle, ch- chasing him into North Braddock, by the way, to point a gun at him because he shot bottle rockets. That is not a mistake. That is not a split-second mistake. That is an unhinged, crazy, leftist, racist, ladies and gentlemen. That's what that is. I just wanted to cut that off. Go ahead. Let's keep playing. You know, repeat because it was, it was, a, it was a jarring experience. But at, at the end of the day, I'm proud of the record that I've accrued as mayor. And Would the you only, do the same thing you know, today? What, well, it's, it's, it's impossible to say given, you know, that it was over nine years ago and circumstances are different. You know, Simple but question. what I did was, Simple question. as chief law enforcement officer and as mayor, I made a split second decision in an active shooter situation to make sure that the community was safe and secure. And that's exactly what I did. And the residents of that community elected me overwhelmingly 
four months later, and the issue never came up in that primary, and it's being brought up in this primary by individuals that are polling in the single digits or at 10% to try to give the impression that my record is anything other than what I've always maintained, and everyone's agreed that it has Bro, been. But given what has Bro, happened in you this broke the law. You admitted that you broke the law as a mayor, and you're like, oh, now people want to bring this up. It wasn't an issue back then. No, because you buried it back then and the internet didn't remember like it does today. The internet remembers today. And it's not about anybody polling in single digits. The only person polling in sing single digits is the lump on your neck, fatter neck. It's because you broke the law and you pointed a gun at an unarmed black man. And yes, we are going to re-raise this issue because it wasn't raised enough to begin with. Ladies and gentlemen, you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. God bless you and thank you for being here. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Broadcasting, as always, from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, and it is an honor to be here doing this job for you every day. I need your little fingers working really hard today, your little LFA fingers. Every 15 minutes, I need you to share out to somewhere different Share it to your Telegram pages. All you got to do is copy the link and send it over. If you're watching on your app, on your phone app, your Rumble app, all you have to do is share and you can bring up all your different platforms and share the link really quick and easy. And every 15 minutes, I want to see us share this Rumble link to a different platform. Okay? That's force multiplying. That's working hard to get the word out there. There's a lot of people that said they're not getting any uh, notifications and that they're being automatically unsubscribed. That's not something that Rumble is doing. That's problems during updates that's happening. So that is why we got to work harder than ever. And if you're watching on Getter, get those little LFA family fingers working as well. Repost, repost, repost. The more we do it, the more chances we have of somebody seeing it, popping it up on a timeline. You might say, hey, I, already, I already posted. Yeah, but that person might not have been <laughs> looking through at that time. So please, please, let's do that. Now, I want to tell you something, um, uh, something that happened la uh, last night, uh, and this is, not a good, this is not good news. This is not good news, but one of our LFA family members have passed away, and we've been praying for her for quite some time. Uh, Matt Darks, Matthew Darks' mom, has passed away. If you remember, we have prayed for Matthew Darks' mom many, many times, Anytime that he's asked for prayers and we've seen the request, we have, uh, we've, at, we've prayed. And she's gone through a lot of hurt and a lot of trouble and a lot of pain. Uh, but she's gone to be with Jesus now, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, while we pray today and while we read from the good book and while we talk about God and while we uh, worship Jesus, let's, uh, let's also pray internally for Matt Darks' family and his mother. And uh, yesterday we raised... Significant amount of money, about $700, I believe it was. I'll have to look again uh, for, uh, for Sean Fintak and his wife, who uh, also are going through cancer right now. Uh, his wife is. And uh, they graciously uh, said to forward that money on. And I think this was God working with uh, Sean, God working with us, and God working with, um, with Matt Darks as well. We're going to send that money to them. Uh, they need it. And uh, I, it's, not that I, I, it's not that I'm glad that we... We figured out who to send the money to. Uh, I am glad that we have, and I am glad that God showed us that pathway, but I'm not glad at why we're sending the money, and that's for uh, that's for burial and, and anything else they may need right now. So, Matt, we just want to say I know you're not watching right now, but you will go back and watch this, I'm sure. We pray for you, my friend. We love you. It's not easy to hear. I, 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 I prayed last night, and I shed a tear last night, and uh, today we're going to make sure that we send that money to you. So, uh, 
It's not easy to say. It's not easy to report that kind of stuff. It's not easy to hear it. Uh, but we are a family nonetheless, and we are going to help each other out. So we're going to send all that money forwarded by Sean. So, Sean, thank you. And, Matt, please pray for Sean uh, as, he, uh, as he forwarded that money. I believe, I believe that was Jesus working uh, to get the money to the, somebody who really needed it. And, uh, and that's pretty much all I can say. And I pray for your, pray for your family, sir. And I want to also go back and touch on something from Antonio Sabato's show this morning. Antonio inspired me by saying something this morning. And if you did not watch Antonio's show, please go back and watch it at some point today when you have time. Same with Loud Majority. And everybody that's here rumbling, can you please go back and rumble their videos? All LFA family members' videos, all hosts, all shows were in the top 30. Usually we've been breaking top 50. All shows were in the top 30. And Live from America had two shows in the top 10. And that's because of your rumbles. So if you're watching on Roku or Fire Stick, please come over and rumble as well. Rumble those old shows or those shows this morning. But Antonio said something this morning that made me think a lot and inspired me to say this. If Jesus were to be able to walk the streets of the United States in the flesh today, I know he understands what's going on. And I know Jesus weeps every day for this country. But if Jesus could walk the streets of the United States of America today, Chicago, L.A., New York City, Baltimore, wherever, Washington, D.C., much like he walked the streets, you know, of Jerusalem and, and, uh, and Bethlehem and, many, and, 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 and uh, Nazareth back then, if Jesus could walk the streets today, I, could, I, I would imagine that he would do nothing but cry. I would imagine that he would do nothing but cry over the people sleeping in the streets, the people addicted to drugs, the people that are dying of cancer, the people of dying of uh, sexually transmitted diseases, spreading it, uh, I would imagine he would just cry and weep. So we want to thank you very much to all of you guys who understand how important prayer is, how, under- how we understand how important the gospel is, and how important it is to spread it. Folks, I am concerned with how many views and likes we get and rumbles we get, but not for the reason that you think I am, not for a vain reason. I'm concerned with them, and I want to see them grow because I know it's reaching the masses. And we've had thousands of people that say because of this show, it saved their life. It saved their life. Imagine if we could reach 100 more people this week than we did last week. Imagine if we could reach a thousand more people this week than we did last week. Imagine the message that would go into those homes. Imagine that. That's why we press you to rumble and like. It isn't for the reason that you think it is. I want to read from the great good book this morning. As you know, we did not get a newsletter out this morning. It's because we uh, were dealing with a lot of stuff here on, on Life from America behind the scenes. And last night we thought my daughter broke her arm. I actually got word last night before the night show that my daughter may have broke her arm. Uh, thank the good Lord she didn't break it. But, uh, you know, she, she's got some serious problems with her arm. And I've been dealing with that this morning as well. So I apologize for not getting a newsletter out. I'm going to make up for it right now. I'm going to read right from the good book. Love and serve the Lord. I want to read significantly from this uh, verse, or these verses in Deuteronomy today. Deuteronomy 11. You shall therefore love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his rule, and his commandments always. And consider today, since I'm not speaking to your children who have not known or seen it, Consider the discipline of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arms. His sign and his deeds that he did in Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land. And what he did to the army of Egypt, and to their horses, and to their chariots. 
how he made the water of the Red Sea flow over them as they pursued after you, and how the Lord has destroyed them to this day, and what he did to you in the wilderness until you came to this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram and the sons of Eliab, son of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households, their tents, and every living thing that followed them in the midst of all of Israel. For your eyes have seen the great work of the Lord that he did. Do you know why I'm reading from this to you today? Do you know why, other than the fact that God directed me to these verses? Does this not remind you of what we're dealing with right now in our nation? Now, I know that that wasn't specifically written about the United States of America, but that was written about every nation that will ever go through what Israel went through in this day. And the Bible is a living, breathing book that is unlike any other book in the world because it applies to every situation in everybody's life, every part of every day. And if that doesn't remind you of the good old United States of America, then I don't think you're hearing it correctly. Let me read on. You shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and take possession of the land that you are going over to possess and that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them and to their offspring a land flowing with milk and honey for the land that you are entering to take possession of. It is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come where you sowed your seed and irrigated it like the gar- like a garden of vegetables. But the land that you are going over to possess is the land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it, always upon it. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, he will give the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the later rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. And he will give grass in your fields for your livestock and you shall eat and be full. Ladies and gentlemen, make America great again. M-A-G-A, or how about better yet, make America godly again. Because when you make America godly again, you make America great again. And when you make America great again, you make our children's America great. And you make their children's America great. And you do exactly with this land what God intended for you to do with this land. Amen? A powerful message this morning coming from Deuteronomy 11. Please go read it today. Read Deuteronomy 11 today as I don't have the time to read everything. But I pray that you'll read it. I pray that you'll share this video. I pray that you'll rumble it. I pray that you will spread this show and this network as far as you possibly can and then further, just like God instructs us to do with the gospel. Get your Bible today. Dust it off. And let's live like we're supposed to. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now, ladies and gentlemen. Please remove your hats. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The words of God are not by mistake. The words of God will not be misunderstood. When you read the actual words of God himself, then you will retain something that I can't even give you when you read the morning newsletter. The word of God is eternal and the word of God is that powerful. Amen. I want to thank the rumble rants that came in today. As you know, uh, as loud majority said, our producers are working overtime. Our producers are working nights. Our producers are working weekends to try to produce the content that we need to get out. We are not trying to be Fox News 2.0. We're trying to be LFA TV number one. And I thank you for being here. Please lift up your cups and let's go to our first and foremost section of the day. God bless you, Bridget. Bridget Zimmerman, she says, I don't get to watch live often. It is a blessing today. Bridget, then make it a blessing for somebody else too and send it to somebody else. Let's move on. Here we go. First and foremost section of today. Yesterday, we had our first meeting between Trump's attorneys the Department of Injustice, and the Special Master Judge Deary. Now, we're going to highlight two things that I believe that you need to know that happened out of, those, out of that meeting, okay? First of all, is that Trump has appealed and asked the circuit court, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, to uphold the stay that Judge Eileen Cannon ordered that the DOJ must stop all viewing of all documents and must stop this investigation immediately. And the special master actually demands answers. Trump cites an executive order from Barack Obama. Remember, we went over this in detail here on Live from America. Do you remember when this first happened and I went back to Barack Hussein Obama and I told you he set the precedent. There it is. It's over with. It's done. I don't want to hear another word. Well, Trump actually cited that. It shows you how ahead of the curve we are here on LFA. And I'm not bragging to say that Jeremy Harrell is ahead of the curve, but God is going before us and and he is setting the path for us to get the truth, to get it out to the masses. And the devil is doing everything he can to stop the flow of information of this show. And that is why we're seeing such a heart. That is why people aren't getting notifications. And that's why we rely on you. Trump cites an executive order from Barack Hussein Obama granting the president broad authority to declassify documents. Former President Obama did this, and Donald Trump has formally asked the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals to reject the Department of Justice's bid to continue reviewing documents that the FBI seized at his Mar-a-Lago home. Of course, we know that Judge Eileen Cannon was the one who granted this request and granted the request to appoint a special master, which was Judge Raymond Deary. In a Tuesday filing, Trump's legal team asked the higher court to reject the DOJ's appeal. Among the key points in Trump's filing is the assertion that he had authority to declassify the seized seized documents. To declassify, excuse me. It does not directly state that he did so, 
And Deary has sought documents to determine whether Trump did, in fact, declassify the materials. And we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Because there was some tension between Trump's legal team and this special master. And I don't think that's, I don't think that we should take that as, oh no, he's, he's turning on Trump or, or he's becoming a, a biased judge. I don't think that's the case at all. I think he's trying to be fair. But again, because of the executive order of Obama, there doesn't need to be anything other than I declassified them. I am the declassification process. Now, do you know who is in charge of the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals? Do you know? Do you know who sits ahead of the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals? Well, ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas heads up the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas knows far too well how much that the, uh, the, weapon, the, the government can be weaponized against you as it is weaponized against him and his wife currently. So we've got a very good chance that the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals is going to tell the DOJ to get bent, especially since Clarence Thomas is heading that up. Now, getting back to, so that's your first point. Your first point is, so, so this special master, he does not have more power. A lot of people are like, why are there so many judges involved? All the judges are still involved. Before we get to this next portion of the story, Judge Eileen Cannon is still involved. The Epstein uh, lawyer, the Epstein judge is still involved. The special master now, Judge Deary, Raymond Deary is involved. And now the 11th Circuit Court of Appeal is involved. You've got four different judges from four different levels all dealing with this. Why? Because the Department of Injustice had to open up this whole can of worms and set this unprecedented bar that we don't have to go by law and that presidents don't have the ability that we know they have. Now, Trump's reply to the 11th Circuit Court, let's get to that. First among the former president's arguments is Trump's assertion that the material seized from President Trump's home includes not only personal effects without evidentiary value, but also approximately 500 pages of material that is likely subject to attorney-client privilege, as well as medical documents, tax accounting information, and so on and so forth. The former president, I, I hate when they say that, by the way, I hate reading these stories. The president's legal team, then asserts that Trump maintains a a colorable ownership, uh, possessory, and security interest in at least a portion of the seized documents. And now let's get to Judge Deary literally telling Trump's attorneys, you can have your cake, you you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have your cake and eat it too. What is Judge Deary talking about when he's telling Judge uh, Trump's lawyers that you can't have your cake and eat it too? Well, let's get into that. On Tuesday, Judge Deary repeatedly asked Trump's lawyers to prove that President Trump declassified the documents stored at Mar-a-Lago, saying you can't have your cake and eat it too, according to Politico. Now, I think the reason why this was done, I think the reason why this was done where he's saying you have to prove you can't have your cake and eat it too, is I don't think this is done in any kind of bias reason or whatsoever. I think the judge is trying to be fair, but I think the judge understands just what you and I understand. 
that Trump doesn't have to prove a declassification process happened and that, that involved some kind of intern or some kind of hireable person inside uh, the White House that, that officially sat there and jotted everything down. I think the judge knows this. We know this. Anybody with a brain knows this. And I think the judge is literally trying to bait Trump's lawyers into proving it by citing the same thing they cited with the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, which is the executive order by Barack Hussein Obama. Let's get into this just a little bit more, though. The district court denied the government's stay request, noting it was not inclined to hastily adopt the government's contention that the approximately 100 uh, uh, classified documents were in fact classified that, uh, and that President Trump could not possibly have, possess, uh, have a possessory interest in any of them, Trump's lawyers wrote in the 40-page filing. Now, the senior federal judge tasked with reviewing the material seized by FBI from Donald uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate sharply questioned President Trump's attorneys during the first hearing before his courtroom. Judge Raymond Deary pushed Trump's lawyers repeatedly for refusing to back up the uh, president's claim that he has declassified the highly sensitive, highly sensitive national security-related records. The judge says you can't have your cake and eat it. The special master picked by U.S. District Court Judge Eileen Cannon said that to vet Trump's efforts to reclaim the materials taken by the federal investigators. Trump argued that the 11,000 documents taken from Mar-a-Lago were rightfully in his possession, number one. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. He is the declassification process, including the 100, bear, the 100 documents bearing classification markings that suggest they contain some kind of, uh, some of the nation's most closely guarded intelligence. But Dieri bristled at the effort by Trump's lawyers to resist the requ his request for proof that Trump actually attempted to declassify any of the 100 documents that the Justice Department recovered from his estate. He's saying without evidence that from Trump, Deary said his only basis to judge the classification level of the records was the fact that they all bear the markings, designating them as highly sensitive national security secrets, including some that indicate that they contain intelligence derived from human sources and foreign intercepts. President Trump last month described the declassification process in a statement to John Solomon, Just the News, and they're going to reiterate this in court saying that he had a standing order. He had a standing order. That means there was an order in his administration that any and all documents removed from the Oval Office and Cash Patel will be able to back this up in testimony as well as many others and taken into the residence were deemed to be declassified. There you go right there. There was a standing order and many people knew about it. And that's what the judge wants. The judge wants these people to be called in so they can testify or at least give an affidavit to the, to the uh, effect of there was a standing order. And if you've got all these people to say there was a standing order, then there is your proof that they were declassified. And I think that's what the judge wants here. I think that's what the judge wants, to shut the DOJ up and shut them down. The power to classify and declassify documents rests solely with the president of the United States. We all know that. It came from Barack Hussein Obama prior. And the idea that some paper-pushing bureaucrat with classification authority delegated by the president needs to approve, or declass uh, approve of declassification is absolutely absurd. That would mean that in order for this person to have this kind of clearance, they would have to give this clearance and the authority by the president to then sit down and say, oh, you know what? 
the president who just gave me the clearance to see these documents and the one who's in charge of me and the one who has more power than me, I'll sit down and write that I give him permission to do this. That is absolutely asinine, stupid, and ridiculous. Asinine, stupid, and ridiculous. And that's all that's going to come out of this is the DOJ is going to look stupid. Absolutely, incredibly stupid. We've got a little over 4,000 people watching. We've got only 1,000 rumbles. I will ask that you guys please, please rumble. Even if you have only have a thumbs up button, click that thumbs up button. Because I, find out, I found out that even that thumbs up button actually equates to a rumble. So if you only see a thumbs up button, you don't see a boxing glove, and you don't see a plus sign, just hit that thumbs up button. Over on Getter, we're approaching 1,600 people. Repost, repost, repost. This is a good time to do this. That was our first and foremost section, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even think we had our first slurp, so let's do it now. Ring it up. Here we go. Okay, going from New York where that meeting happened, and we're going to shoot to Arizona as this is live from America. Let's go to Arizona now where Katie Hobbit is now losing to Carrie Lake in a new Trafalgar poll as Carrie has launched her Ask Me Anything tour. This is how you know somebody is real. This is how you know somebody's not a rhino. This is how you know somebody's not a Democrat. And this is how you know you're going to get exactly what you see with Carrie Lake. If anybody goes around the state on a tour that they call Ask Me Anything tour, That person stands on integrity, and that person is not afraid at all to answer any question thrown at her. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, Katie Hobbit is actually losing to Carrie Lake for the first time in a a new Trafalgar poll. Uh, Let's go ahead and bring this up. We got this. Let's bring this up on the screen. Uh, This is the, uh, the news out there. Fox News, by the way, Fox News 10 was forced... To actually say, yep, Katie Hobbs, our girl, is losing and losing to Carrie Lake. Pretty much President Trump in address. Check this out. Early voting in Arizona is set to begin. We've got some new poll numbers this morning in some of Arizona's high-profile races. Yeah, and in the race for governor, a poll by the Trafalgar Group now shows Republican Carrie Lake in the lead. The poll shows Lake with nearly a five-point lead over Democrat candidate Katie Hobbs. Lake receiving 50% support and Hobbs has 45.6%, just under 5% undecided. Recent polls had shown Hobbs with a slight lead. And in the race for Senate, the polls showing Senator Mark Kelly with a narrow lead over Republican opponent Blake Masters. Kelly now leads by just one percentage point with 46.6% support. That's compared to Masters with 45.1%. And in the attorney general race, the polling shows Republican Abe Hamada with a nine-point lead over Democrat Chris Mays. The Trafalgar Group sampled nearly 1,100 likely voters from September 14th to the 17th. The poll has a margin of error of plus or minus 2.9 percentage points. 603, just weeks before early voting in Arizona. She said, basically, Carrie Lake is running away with this. And the reason why Carrie Lake is running away with this, I can tell you this right now, ladies and gentlemen, and and that is because the Queen of Hobbits, Katie Hobbit it looks absolutely weak. She looks ineffective. She looks illegitimate. She looks scared. She's a coward. 
And not only all of that, folks, but I've got even more news for you. During this Ask Me Anything tour, Carrie Lake, who is an investigative reporter, by the way, by nature, has been doing a lot of digging into Katie Hobbs. And not only a lot of digging into Katie Hobbs, but a lot of exposing what Katie Hobbs has done in the past and what she's going to continue to do in the future. Now, this next story is going to blow your mind. Let's get into this now. And that is leftist Katie Hobbit, the queen of hobbits, literally voted against allowing our national motto, in God we, tw- in God we trust, to be taught or to be said in schools from first grade all the way to 12th. And she tried to get rid of the Pledge of Allegiance to make it so that you, by law, would not be able to say the Pledge of Allegiance in schools and that you would not be able to say in God we trust. And you think these godless people are going to win? God-hating leftist Arizona gubernatorial nominee Katie Hobbit once voted against legislation amending Arizona's revised statutes to include our historic national motto and the Arizona state motto in the school's state, state school's curriculum. While banishing God, Hobbs has also introduced overly sexual education laws that would begin in the first grade and promote homosexuality on young children. Democrat Kathy Hoffman was recently sued for directing minors to hypersexualized LGBTQ chat rooms. Remember, we exposed and talked about that with adults that also give students the ability to hide from their parents. Katie Hobbs voted against the bill that would allow teachers to teach Arizona students that America is one nation and one nation under God. And that was uh, in 2018 Senate Bill 1289. Senate Bill 1289. Now, prior to attempting to expel God from our learning institutions, the Queen of Hobbits was the primary sponsor of legislation to teach sex ed in first grade and to allow teachers to promote homosexuality. When the governor signed SB 1138 to prohibit physicians from performing uh, irreversible gender reassignment surgeries on minors to keep biological males out of women's sports earlier this year, Katie Hobbs released the, uh, the disgusting statement promising to fight for transgender youth, saying this, my heart, my heart goes out to the entire LGBTQIA plus pedo community, especially our youth who are being targeted and discriminated. You targeted and discriminated against normal kids who believed in God, you disgusting wench. And being denied their freedom of identity. This week, Governor Ducey and the Republican legislature took an axe to civil rights in Arizona. They've stripped women of the freedom to choose. You don't even know what a woman is. Imposed barriers to voting, yeah, for illegal and dead people. And now they're denying trans Arizonans the freedom to be their authentic selves. They don't know who themselves are, which is why they're trying to become a transformer more than meets the eye. Autobots transform and roll out. These laws will have long lasting and devastating effects on trans people and their families and their communities. Good. Good. Do you want to know why I say good? Look at this picture I'm about to show you. Boom. There you go. 
That is a beautiful young redheaded girl who turned into an ugly, breastless, brown-haired and very sad-looking it. This girl looks happy. This it looks not happy. Cut off her breasts. Gave her hormones to grow chest hair. This is Katie Hobbit in one picture, ladies and gentlemen. This is the queen of hobbits in one picture. Does this disgust you? Good. It should. I know we've got a lot of kids who watch this program. I want you kids to look at the screen and look at the screen right now. Look at it. Do you want this? Do you want your friends to have to go through this? I don't. Let's go back to this video of uh, Carrie Lake. Talking about Katie Hobbs, Katie Hobbit, and her destruction of America. Let's go ahead and bring up this video. We got it? Here we go. In Hobbs, Arizona, your kindergartner wouldn't learn the Pledge of Allegiance, but your precious five-year-old would be taught about sex. The Pledge of Allegiance, our national anthem, our Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. I was shocked to learn that my opponent, Katie Hobbs, fought to keep these American cornerstones out of the classroom. Growing up in America, it was an absolute no-brainer for you and me to learn these things in school. Hobbs does not want that same education for our children. Katie Hobbs fought to keep these pillars of our great nation out of the classroom. You heard that right. As a legislator, Hobbs actually voted to block the Pledge of Allegiance, our national anthem, our constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and even the Mayflower Compact from being taught to the next generation of Americans right here in Arizona. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. At the same times that Hobbs tried to purge our founding documents and the Pledge of Allegiance out of the classroom, she sponsored legislation to introduce sex education to kindergartners. In Hobbs, Arizona, your kindergartner wouldn't learn the Pledge of Allegiance, but your precious five-year-old would be taught about sex. What world is she living in? The America that you and I grew up in no longer exists thanks to radical politicians like Katie Hobbs. As a mother and as your governor, I pledge to you that Arizona's education system will teach our children that America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, is good. And we will leave it up to you to give the talk to your kiddos when and how you see fit. Nearly 250 years ago, 56 brave men signed their death warrant when they added their names to the Declaration of Independence. Amen. It is incumbent upon us to pass the promise of our forefathers on to the next generation of Americans. Amen. The promise of a nation free from totalitarianism, fascism, socialism, autocracy, and oppression. That promise is as alive today as it was in Philadelphia back in 1776. That promise is as alive today as it was at the Appomattox Courthouse in 1865. And that promise is as alive today as it was when America defeated the Nazis in 1945. Wow. That promise is only... What a powerful, powerful, powerful video by Carrie Lake. And I've got one thing and one thing to say right now to all those disgusting people out there who did that to that little girl. I've got this to say. 
Leave those kids alone. What in the H-E double hockey sticks is going on? What is going on? I don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, how we're just okay with what we're doing to our children. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It is child abuse of the highest level. Big shout out to Carrie Lake. We got to clean things up, folks. We got to clean up our systems. We got to clean up our streets. We got to clean up our lives. We got to clean up ourselves. We got to clean up our homes. We've got to clean up. We got to clean house. Draining swamp means cleaning house. We need to go and we need to grab the garbage pail kid of the White House, pick, put, put her upside down and mop up this swamp with that mop head that she's got. Amen? Now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of cleaning up, I want to show you another uh, video from EnviroCleanse. Now, this is a new sponsor that we have here. We're going to take time to get our sponsor. This is a good time for you guys to share. We're going to show another video from EnviroCleanse. Now, what I'm doing, excuse me, what I'm doing right now is I'm showing you testimonies from real people who have spent the money on this air purifier. And I want to give you the real stories of this pe- these people. Now, this next lady obviously is from a state where marijuana is legal. But it's not just about the marijuana smell that she's talking about. I want you to understand what these things do and how they clear the air up. So pay no attention about her cannabis talk here. And young kids, if you're young, pay no attention to cannabis stuff or any alcohol or anything. But I want, to under, I want you guys to understand how important this thing is and what it does to the air in your home and what happens once you don't have it anymore. Check this out. I don't really know how much benefit it can even give me. I was fairly skeptical, but I wanted to see if my breathing would get any better, if the house wouldn't smell like dog. So giving it a chance, I was like, fine, I'll give it a month and then I want Andrew to try it. Andrew is my brother-in-law, Daryl's brother. He's in an apartment, his roommate smokes cannabis and he has two cats. So he was looking for something that would actually clean the air, make his apartment smell really nice. And also he has a slight allergy to cats. So he has his two cats. He needed to kind of figure out how to be less congested. So he was very excited at the concept of testing this out for us and giving us his full opinion on it. And he wholeheartedly put a stamp of approval on it. He said that his roommate usually would smoke at about one-ish in the afternoon and then Andrew would get home from work about three-ish in the afternoon, but the roommate will have been gone at that point, and every time he would walk in his house, he would just smell cannabis smoke. So he said not only did it help his allergies tremendously, because he started doing like a, um, it's a work from home, Allergies really, it's helped our family's allergies big time as well. His allergies a ton, helped his um, house not not smell like cannabis. He also food preps all the time. Like he's so consistent about actually cooking and food prepping. Girls, he is single. He is a prize worth catching. If you're in our area, check those dating apps for Andrew. A-N-D-R-U-E. Okay. His roommate said that he loved it. Andrew loved it himself. And then we asked for it back so that I could do this video. And I was still kind of on the fence because even though we had tested it for the first like month, month and a half and really sat down and discussed it. Like I was discussing the sting thing almost every single day. And then we gave it away 
and I realized how neurotic I was getting at the smell in the house again without even realizing that I was doing it, that I was like running around and cleaning a lot. I was dusting more. We were noticing smells on things that we didn't really notice before. Like we got this rug, this rug that's in here right now is a fairly new rug. And um, did you know that most things are made with formaldehyde? And when things like are off gassing that smell that you smell, um, I've heard that it's the formaldehyde, not to scare you, but we didn't know that that's what that was. We didn't know, like we rolled this thing out and it smelled for like two or three solid weeks. And then we got this thing back and we put it in here and it took the smell away. I don't feel like I have any of that off gassing or that weird, like it almost smells like melted plastic, you know? Yeah. So once we returned it, I actually fell in love with it. I think it took like losing it for me to realize that I absolutely loved it, that I adored it. So I was very, very pleased. It passed the test. It passed the cannabis smoking test. It passes the house test. Yeah, I don't care about the cannabis smoking test part, but I do care about what she says after this. She says, uh, I was dusting the entire time we got rid of it. I was dusting daily. When I got it back, I didn't have to dust and I realized I wasn't dusting. The point of the matter is folks, like, like this thing is so like gray and it's like so cool and it's pretty expensive too. But if you want good, clean air, you want to get rid of your allergies, you want no dust on your fan blades, you want no uh, dogs trampling or bringing in all types of smells and different things, then you've got to go to ekpure.com today. ekpure.com. If you don't like it, full money back guarantee and we're giving one away at the end of this month. So check it out today, ekpure.com. Truly incredible. And we got, we're, we're sponsored by it because we actually got one and we realized what it was. So check it out, ekpure.com. Thank you very much for allowing me to talk about that. Okay. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, because we've got to go to New York. From Arizona now all the way to New York, let's go to New York and let's highlight, or low light, I guess you could say, unelected wench, Governor Kathy Hochul, as she was just caught in another big lie after claiming that she was not aware of a company that landed a $637 million no-bid contract. They were also a campaign donor of hers. She wasn't aware of that. She wasn't aware of the fact that the campaign donor that she has, who supplies her with tons of money, was also the company that, that landed the, gov the state government no-bid contract for $637 million. Do you know what I love about today? Do you know what I love about 2022, ladies and gentlemen, and especially shows like this, is that we're able to expose these people now where the mainstream media would never do that. We're able to expose these governors and these dirty politicians where others will never do that. New York's uh, unelected Democrat, Governor Kathy Hochul, Hochul paid a New Jersey-based company $637 million for COVID tests during the Omicron wave of your money. The company Digital Gadgets received up to $13 per unit. Some companies charge as low as five. So they basically raped the New York taxpayer again for over double than what other companies would do it for. It was a no-bid contract. That means that there was no bids coming in. They were not, they had no intention on actually finding out which is the best bid so they could save the taxpayer money. Now, usually, I don't know about New York. <laughs> I don't know about New York, but I've worked in sales, high-level sales for a long time. Million-dollar sales. And I could tell you that any time that you do any kind of business with a state, local, or federal government, you are mandatory to have, you're bidding against other people because they're looking for the lower cost. There was no bids. 
There was no bids in this deal. She awarded this $637 million to the same company that gave her almost a half a million dollars in campaign donor money. How about that? How about that? She said she didn't know. She didn't know. She said she was not aware that the company awarded the no-bid contract to the company that donated almost $500,000 to her. Turns out it was a lie. Because according to a new report by the Times Union, a month before the Hochul administration awarded the $637 million of New Yorkers' taxpayer dollars to this company to contract for COVID tests, the company's founder threw the Democrat governor a campaign fundraiser. Let me say that again. One month Before the $637 million contract was awarded to this company, one month before, they threw her a campaign fundraiser. Quote, Governor Hochul said she wasn't aware that the company landed the $637 million no-bid payments was a campaign donor, but a month before the huge deal was struck, records show the head of the company threw a huge campaign uh, raiser for, for unelected Governor Kathy Hochul, and that was reported by the Times Union. She says, I was not aware of this company. Then how in the H-E double hockey sticks, if you were not aware of this company, how, 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 how did a month before that they threw a campaign fundraiser for you and raised $300,000? How did that happen? According to Hochul's campaign disclosure forms, the November 22nd fundraiser was thrown by Charlie Tebble, founder of Digital Digital Gadgets, LLC. The deal was enabled by Hochul's revised suspension of competitive bidding rules for the administration's purchase of COVID-19 supplies. How did that happen? How did all of that happen? I'll tell you why. Because she knew. Because this was all together and she should be immediately impeached. I call on the immediate impeachment of the unelected governor, Kathy Hochul, in the state of New York. I call on that now. Because this is a massive massive, massive illegal thing for her to do. To award this company $637 million for them to donate to her? Ladies and gentlemen, impeachment now. Where's my loud majority family? Light them up. Where's our thing? Light them up, folks. Here it is. We're going to light you losers up. We are going to light you losers up. I'm a loser. I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got another story to get to real quick here, and this is uh, Gays Against Groomers. Now, just last week, or earlier this week, maybe, I don't even know when it was, but I reported to you that LGB without the T, LGB without the T was trending on Twitter, and Twitter, uh, Twitter was allowing this. Twitter was allowing the trend of LGB without the T after... Twitter suspended Gays Against Groomers. So Gays Against Groomers, otherwise known as GAG, that's a kind of a gross name. Gays Against Groomers, GAG. Anyway, Gays Against Groomers are directly opposed to the sexualization and the indoctrination of our children. That includes drag queen story hour at your local library. That includes drag shows involving children and the transitioning and medicalization of minors and gender theory being taught in classrooms and gender mutilation. That is why I have told you guys it was never about the gayness for me. It was about the indoctrination of our children. That is what got me so upset. 
That's what got me so upset. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen, gays against groomers. Here, here's, their, uh, here's their thing. Now, check this out. They got suspended from Twitter. And now, ladies and gentlemen, they have been completely censored, silenced, and deplatformed from Venmo and PayPal. PayPal, the one that owes us money. See that? They're against the mutilization of our minors. They're against the drag and the pride events. They're against the propaganda with, with the LGBT media. They're against queer and gender theory being taught in our schools. Shout out to gays for groomers, but they have been completely banned now from PayPal and Venmo. PayPal said you will not raise any money through us because you are stomping on our communist agenda to destroy the youth, to turn every boy into a girl, and to literally weaken our United States of America from the military all the way down to preschool. From the military to preschool, the Democrats have a hold on everything. And they've instructed PayPal and Venmo to shut off gays against groomers because they don't want you the American person to understand that the transgender part of LGBT is not wanted by anybody. It's not wanted by you. It's not wanted by me. It's not wanted by the gay community. The L, the G, and the B. They don't want the T. And PayPal and Venmo. By by the way, if you guys still use PayPal and Venmo, I strongly urge you to get rid of them now. Stop letting them make money off you. Because when the LGB stand up against the T and say, hey, whoa, don't lump us into this sick, 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 disgusted mental disorder. We aren't that. Absolutely disgusting in so many ways. Now, I want to say, I want to give it, we're going to, we're going to run a little long. I apologize to Mike Crispy. We're going to run about four minutes long today. So if you're, if you're staying for Mike Crispy, and Mike, I know you're waiting there on the, on the other end, just hold up because this is very important. I want to show you a story that Matt Walsh has exposed. Matt Walsh has exposed Vanderbilt University Medical Center because, ladies and gentlemen, they are running a child trans clinic in Nashville called TransBuddy where they literally do exactly what I just said, mutilate children. They mutilate children, ladies and gentlemen. And Matt Walsh is all over this. Big shout out to Matt Walsh. Go ahead and play this video real quick. My name is Sean Riley, and I'm the program coordinator for TransBuddy at the Program for LGBTQ Health at Vanderbilt University. TransBuddy provides trained peer advocates for transgender patients who are coming for doctor's appointments or other healthcare related services. Whether you're looking for something that's related to medical transition, such as hormone therapy, or something completely unrelated, like breaking an arm or going to an ENT, we are here here to help support any transgender patients that come through our doors. The TransBuddy program was organically created through the efforts of transgender people and continues to consistently be led by trans people in Middle Tennessee. TransBuddy program is a one of a kind in the nation and institutions are looking to Vanderbilt to replicate and expand programs like ours. We're not seeking to find solutions often for people's problems, we're just seeking to be there and to accompany and to be a friendly face um, and to be a non-medical face in a, in a place where everybody coming in the room is going to be a healthcare provider and, and may be unsafe. 
sometimes I'm there to be. All right, um, all right, all right, all right. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear these things talk as if they look like they should be in a bar fight. Um, basically, what they're doing is they're mutilating children here at Vanderbilt in Nashville. They're mutilating children. So you guys might want to check that out. Just search uh, uh, Matt Walsh and Vanderbilt Nashville. It'll give you everything you need. There's many, many, many videos there. I got to wrap things up here very soon for Mike, uh, Mike Crispy and Unafraid. But I just wanted to let you know that Matt Walsh is all over that. And the and and folks, this is being normalized. This is being normalized everywhere. Hospitals, pediatric centers, everywhere. This is being normalized now. You would not believe the amount of hospitals and pediatric centers and doctors' offices right now. They're not only pushing kids to be gay and transgender, but pushing them for surgical removal of their parts that God gave them. It's happening all over the country right now. This is the evil that we need to stop. This is the evil that we need to stop. Let's shoot down to Georgia real quick, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, we gotta, we're live from America. we got to get as many things in as we can around the world. Stacey Abrams is getting absolutely walloped in Georgia right now. And do you want to know why Stacey Abrams is losing so bad to a rhino like Brian Kemp? She's losing 11 points. Double digits, ladies and gentlemen. She's losing by 11 points. Want to know why? Because there's no more ballot harvesting in Georgia. No more ballot harvesting, no more ballot drop boxing everywhere, no more theft of an election, not happening, not on the scale that it did anyway. And if Brian Kemp can keep his little rhino thumb on any scale he can, he will. And that's why Stacey Abrams doesn't even, doesn't even have a chance. She doesn't even have a chance this time around. Doesn't even have a chance. And on the, on the general ballot, Republicans are up seven points, seven points in Georgia. I have Herschel Walker coming on very soon, and I cannot wait to have him on to talk about his race against Raphael Warnock, who also stole the election from David Perdue, and David Perdue sat there like a whiny child, which is why he was the worst endorsement ever before. We got to move on, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and cue this music. You got it pulled up? Let's cue the, uh, let's cue it. Here we go. I love this part. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Rosie's back. Rosie's back, Rosie's back, Rosie's back, Rosie's back, Rosie's back, Rosie's back. Come on, everybody. All right, I'm not too fond of where she's back, but the fact that she's back, I'm okay with that. And that is Roseanne Barr back on the air with a new TV gig. Fox Nation has given it to her, which I'm not too proud of. But you know what? It is what it is. Rosie's back. Roseanne Barr will appear in a stand-up comedy special exclusive to Fox Nation, the streaming service of the Fox Media family. They will release a, uh, a, a, a provided to the Western Journal on Tuesday that the newer the network promised to return Roseanne to audiences across the United States of America. Her ability to channel the challenges of everyday people and find the humor in all that she has earned and her passion her passion follows millions of dedicated fans around the world. Rosie's comedy ses- special is set to release in the first quarter of 2023, and I can tell you this: Rosie's not going to take it light. Rosie's going to come out swinging. And if she has to say something bad about Fox News, then she'll do that too. Rosie's back, ladies and gentlemen, and I love the fact that she's finally getting a platform to spread her message again. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, we'll get her on LFA TV. Hmm. And not as a guest. Hmm. But maybe as a show host. We'll see. Anyway, folks, 
I love Rosie. I, I, I think she's, uh, I think she got unfairly screwed and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I won't watch it on Fox, but I will watch it on the, uh, the excerpts, uh, across the internet. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you very much. Remember Mike Crispy is coming up again. We had our best day on LFA TV yesterday. Every single show was in the top 30. All you guys have to do the same people that rumble this show, just go rumble the other shows. Mike Crispy is coming up in about three minutes. There's going to be a changeover. You're going to have to jump out of one, uh, live and go back into another but anyway ladies and gentlemen remember there are right ways and wrong ways but there's only one Yahweh so stand up tall keep your shoulders back keep your chest out keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper God bless each and every one of you I'll see you at 5 p.m. tonight keep your families close keep a smile on your face keep spreading that gospel thank you very much for the rumble rants rumble on your way out and go in and watch Mike Crispy next God bless peace Stop screaming that we first in America.